the biggest news in country. This is the Country 104 Roundup with Matt Weaver. This week is going to be pretty big. We're going to hear conversations with Dustin Lynch, Tim Hicks, Dean Brody, and Lanko. Yeah, clearly I was at Trackside this past weekend. We'll also talk about the fact that I'm now the mayor of Country 104. We'll get to a concerts and events guide, our weekly bloopers, and we'll let you know who Florida Georgia Line brought out on stage at Dauphin Country Fest. Let's talk about concerts. Jason Aldean, Miranda Lambert, they both play the Budweiser stage this concert season, and we got a new concert announcement earlier in the week. Kanan Smith and Andrew Hyatt are going to be headlining the Paris Fair this August and September. Full details at country104.com, and congratulations to everybody that beat the box office with Kyle and Kendra this week. Since we're talking shows, let's do this week's Concerts and Events Guide. The Country 104 Concert Series continues. Not as busy as last weekend, but still a lot of stuff going on. Don't forget about Friday night at Cowboys with Country 104. We had a heck of a party with our friends from Nashville North last week, and we're looking to continue the fun this weekend. Ladies night, plus drink specials, plus mechanical bull, and Country 104 equals one good time in downtown London. Shania Twain, Friday night, Air Canada Centre, that's the Scotiabank Arena as of this week. Kane Brown plays Lot 42 in Kitchener, and Sugarland bring the Still the Same Tour to Falls View Casino. Saturday night, Shania Twain does her second night in Toronto. Sugarland also do their second night in Niagara Falls. Sunday, Children's Health Foundation Family Fun Day at Sunningdale Golf and Country Club. And if you haven't checked it out already, by Sunday you should really check out Sunfest in downtown London's Victoria Park. All this and more can be found at country104.com. That's just a little peek of what's going on. If I'm missing stuff, don't forget to reach out to me, Weaver at country104.com. We had an amazing time at Trackside Music Festival this past Canada Day weekend. We hope everybody that showed up did too. Uh, Sunday, Canada Day, I made it backstage with Dustin Lynch, that day's headliner, to talk about a lot of stuff. Here's part of that conversation now. We are live on Dustin Lynch's tour bus. I want to remind you a couple things here. DustinLynchMusic.com, Dustin Lynch Music on social media. Don't forget to pick up the big single that was currently released May 5th, uh, Good Girl. Let's talk about Dustin. He's a big Reba fan. That's right. Yeah, he's, uh, he's a lot of things, but he's sitting with us right now. Thanks so much, man. Thanks for jumping on the bus. Yeah. No, this is great. The last time I got the chance to be anywhere near you was back at the Paris Fair here in Ontario, which would have been about... I want to say four years that ago. That seems right, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so here's a question for you. Every band I've seen today, pants. How do you do it in this muggy heat like that? Yeah. When is the first country guy going to put on a pair of shorts? I, uh, that would be awesome, actually. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I wish we could do the shorts thing. That would be, if we could like, and I think jorts are making are making a comeback. You know, the je- the cutoff jeans. Yeah. If those make a big enough comeback, but then you got to wear cowboy boots, I don't know. It, it would throw my whole thing See, off. See, I couldn't do the jorts. I have to have the pant leg come past the knee. I got past the weird the knee. knees. I don't want anybody to see. Yeah. Like, even right now, I'm trying to put my notes over <laughs> the knees so you can't see that a little bit. Right? I, uh, you know, it's, it's funny on days like this, I will... Uh, it's amazing where you start sweating from and, and blue jeans and boots up there running around like an idiot. But, you know, I like to wear jackets on stage. So um, even when it's super hot, sometimes I'll rock a jacket just because once you get that first, this is a terrible conversation, once you get that first layer of sweat, it starts acting like an AC on stage when I'm running around. So it's all good. But it's all in good fun. There's plenty of beer out there, I see. So we'll, we'll stay uh Well, we got nice you on that. Out. It's Canada. <laughs> yeah, we got you on the sure. beer. Since we're talking wardrobe, I kind of figured when I walked on the bus, it'd be like stacks of like, 
like those hats, like yeah. boxes of hats. Is it like one hat you've been wearing all this time, or is there like multiple hats? That There's you go multiple. Through? I've got a few on the bus okay. that I'll rotate. A lot of times, you know, in the summer they uh, they just don't last long. So, no, I can imagine. Yeah, yeah, out here in the heat and the dirt. But um, I've got stacks and stacks at the house, so I'll bring out you know my starting lineup each weekend. With the amount that you wear the boots and the hats, how often? How long does it take to break them in? Um, the boots are. are our test. You know, I, I don't like to wear a new set of boots on stage ever. Oh, good call. Because yeah. uh, they're slippery and they're uncomfortable, and yeah. I like to dance around like an idiot on stage. So I like to be comfortable and and know what, I, what I'm getting out of my shoes. So I'll wear them out to you know just maybe meet and greet or kick around in throughout the day and get them broke in before I hit them. Hit, get, you know, put them on the stage. So we had briefly talked about the headlining thing uh, when when you became that headliner and, you, and as I said, you were dipping your toes into those waters. Uh, you were still not you weren't a new artist, but you had uh, uh, limited material for a lack of a better term, yeah. right? Did you feel pressure to be like, okay, now i got to write an awful lot of stuff that people can recognize so I can do these longer sets? Or was it just kind of more relaxed in your mind? Yeah, no, there was that pressure because um, when you only have a few hits and you're trying to play a headlining set, uh, you've got you've to gotta figure out ways to, to keep the crowd interested and into the into the show. Luckily for me, I, you know, I've been playing music more than half my life on stage in front of crowds. So, and I played for years and years in Nashville on Broadway, um, just for tips. And so I get, I get it. I've got a, you know, I've got a long list of songs I can and tricks in the bag I can go to and to keep a crowd's attention. Back in the day, I didn't have any hits, and I could play a four-hour set on Broadway and keep a bar rocking the whole time. So, you know, out here an hour and a little bit—that's nothing. As a headliner, you're you're able to start building your own ecosystem where you can where you can start mentoring these other acts. How do you pass along these tricks you know to the people underneath you on the bill? Well, it's it, for me. I still go out, and you know, we're still blessed to, to be on festivals and and uh, get to be around a lot of artists yeah. and, and be direct support for artists. That, and I'm still learning from you know my peers and gosh, my heroes. We just did a year with Brad Paisley. He's uh, he's been doing this for decades, and so you know, there's a reason that that artists are around for that long. And yeah. so you just I, I just try and go out and watch as much as their show as I can every time and you just pick up on things and make them their own and see what works for you and um, so for me it's it's all about and I've learned from the best it's all about creating an atmosphere for your opening acts that uh, is fun and comfortable and where they feel uh, included you know and, and a part of the tour because they are I mean you know, we're uh, it's a group effort out here you know and, and the crowd's coming to see the show not just one person they're coming to see all the acts most of the time so um yeah you just create an atmosphere where it's fun and memorable and and laid back i love it i love yeah. it so let's talk about the single you released back in may uh, you had two co-writers on this one yeah. uh, how does that work how does how does a, a, an artist like yourself work with other people and still uh, stay true to their vision you're sitting in the chair where i was sitting whenever i wrote good girl right now really yeah we wrote really? it wrote it on this bus so awesome yeah man that's kind of cool yeah we wrote it on this bus and uh we were out on tour with brad paisley and and really had no intentions of why we were writing just I like to write and yeah. uh, it's great to, to use that creative muscle and keep it sharp and um, Good Girl happened and was just blew us away and uh, we immediately knew we had a big one and um, so we went to the studio and recorded it with with really just let's just go see what it sounds like and yeah. you know have my voice on it because not a whole lot you can do on the bus out here you can get something simple but we dressed it up and uh, in Nashville and all of a sudden we were like golly this feels like Summer 18 needs to hear it so yeah. we, we decided to put it out and uh, I'm glad we did it's it's a it's a crowd rocker I can't wait to get out there and play tonight was the reception what you expected or, or better it was, it was better yeah, yeah. I've, I've not had a song be this well received right off right off the bat um, as far as putting out a song and having the crowd react instantly and sing and um, just interact with me on stage we haven't had one like this yet so it's really cool to see fantastic so 
I just I just find music interesting. So if 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 you're writing this, what comes first, the lyrics or the music? The lyrics, um, right? Well, the it kind of for good girl. Let's yeah. we'll keep talking about me yeah, how yeah. that one happened. Um, it was kind of just at the same time we just randomly had this this uh, little riff on a piano and, and a little drum loop going and uh, my, one of my co-writers Andy goes I've got this idea called Good Girl which I initially hated and then he told me how we would hook it and I'm like that's genius okay and uh, next thing you know we just kind of sang the melody just fell out of nowhere for the chorus we didn't have any words to the chorus except the Good Girl part um, at the start and we were like this is special this is cool so melody for me is what I really it's interesting um try and key in on because that's what everybody can remember first before words there's some rare songs where there's just a just a a certain hook where it's like okay I get that that's the hook but and where you remember the lyric first but most of the time for me um, as a country music fan I remember the melodies first and so that's what I'm really focused on when I'm writing the rest of that conversation can be found as always on Omni or at country104.com in the Weaver blog section let's play Dustin Lynch now the single that he's got out is not released in Canada yet, so we'll go back to his big one, Small Town Boy. It's our first spotlight of the week on your Country Top 30 Countdown. The Country 104 Weekly Roundup. This past weekend was Trackside Music Festival at London's Western Fair District. Shout out to all the volunteers that made things happen, especially in that heat. It was tough to work and even tougher to look after other people, so we commend the volunteers for it. I had some uh, amazing moments with many of you at Trackside Music Festival. Here's some of them with a uh, highlight of Weaver's List from this past week. You just made the list! Number one. Gotta say there were a lot of musical moments at Trackside Music Festival, such as the bass player for Chase Rice chewing on his bass and then playing the Canadian National Anthem. But I gotta tell you, one of the highlights for me was singing Stronger Beer with the fans and Tim Hicks on Actual Canada Day. That was easily one of my favorite moments. Number two. We had a lot of great conversations about music this past weekend, including this one with Dustin Lynch. Luckily for me, I, you know, I've been playing music more than half my life on stage in front of crowds. So, and I played for years and years in Nashville on Broadway um, just for tips. And so I get, I get it. I've got a, you know, I've got a long list of songs I can and tricks in the bag I can go to and to keep a crowd's attention. Back in the day, I didn't have any hits and I could play a four-hour set on Broadway and keep a bar rocking the whole time. So, you know, out here an hour and a little bit, that's nothing. You can find all those conversations online. The Weaver blog at country104.com, on Omni, or this Friday when a new episode of the Top 30 starts at 7. Number three. Chin down, teeth out. That's a classic Matt Weaver selfie, and we took a lot of them this weekend. Although, you haven't tagged me in all of them I took. So if you haven't tagged me yet, WeaverFever7 on Instagram or C104Weaver on Twitter. Number four. Hey, thanks again to everybody that voted for the mayor of Country 104. I was named the winner today at 8 o'clock. And although it was just for fun, if I hadn't won, I would have called it rigged. So thank you very much. Number five. Final big memory of Trackside. When John Tavares was traded to the Leafs and fans in the crowd before I introduced Tim Hicks just started going, Go, Leafs, go! Go, Leafs, go! 
Yeah. I'm a stinky Habs fan, and I still thought that was awesome. Also, shout out to that guy in the sleeveless Leafs jersey with the duct tape 91 on the back. Holla. I'm also now the mayor of Country 104. Uh, we asked you to help the city of London teach people about their new ranked ballot system at Trackside Music Festival this past weekend. Something that blew me away. There was like 400 drunk people that took the time to come over and actually fill out ballots. So thank you so much for participating. Uh, the results of the poll came in. And uh, that was on Colin Kendra's show Tuesday at 8 a.m. Um, and we got a winner with Weaver. Yeah. Yes. There you go. 201. 201. But that means there was a decent amount of votes still for, for other of us. I mean, I feel okay with that. Do we oh, know who we came had, we had second? Two runner-ups. Okay. Okay. Two runner-ups. Two runner-ups. Yeah, we had Kendra at 56. Okay. And we had Kyle at 38. Nice. Okay. We did good. We did all right. We did yeah. good. We came second out. Now, second and third. Had it went to a second round, I looked at the ballots and I I, I seem to think Kendra would have came out. Oh, really? Ooh, Weaver, you hear that? Look you hear that, you. Weaver? So your Dirks Bentley video <laughs> paid off. Thanks, Dirks. And your sign Thanks. paid off. <laughs> so once I found out it was Mayor, I decided to put the gears to Kyle and Kendra about it just a little bit. And we made this commercial to air during their show without telling them. Paid for by the Double Bubble Committee for Mayor Weaver. Good morning. I'm Country 104's Mayor Matt Weaver. Thanks to your votes at Trackside Music Festival, you have chosen me as the most handsome, most loved person at this radio station, and I couldn't be happier. In fact, I'm so happy that I decided to rub it in Kyle and Kendra's face every day on their show this week by buying these commercial spots. Uh, I'm going to leave these in here until they notice them. So Kyle, Kendra, are you hearing this? Let me know. Because if you don't hear it, it's going to keep playing every single day. And you know why? Because I'm the mayor. Matt Weaver, Matt Weaver, Matt Weaver. Victory! Thanks so much for everybody that voted. Having said all that, you know Kyle was actually the big winner this past weekend. His Toronto Maple Leafs signed John Tavares. And I am a stinky Habs fan. So Kyle... Just let me have this, all right? Paid for by the Double Bubble Committee for Mayor Weaver. Well, they found the commercial on the first day. And uh, here was Kyle and Kendra's reaction on social media. Are you hearing this? Let me know. He made another one. Every single day. And you know why? Because I'm the mayor. I'm going to tell you right now, Weaver, this is not over. And uh, just wait and see. Kendra did not like me chirping them with my special commercial, as I was named mayor this past week, and they had a bit of a comeback that they hit in my show. Now, luckily, I was able to find it early. We're awake, we're alive, we've got that fire in our eyes. I'm the king, I'm the queen. Was Weaver winning just a dream? We want to wake up, let this feeling break up. Running free, running wild, we're never running out of style Got the fight, got the stuff, we're never gonna give it up Not gonna shake us, nothing's gonna break us We, we know, we know we are Brighter than all the stars As long as we're together, we'll speak When we want to As long as we're together We'll 
job, Kyle and Kendra. I always do like the musical parodies, and you're never going to catch me singing, so you guys keep that up, all right? The Country 104 Weekly Roundup. If you haven't been able to tell from the sound of my voice over the past week, I had a lot of fun yelling and drinking and just having a general good time with you guys at Trackside Music Festival this past week. Luckily, before the voice broke completely, I got a chance to talk to Lanko backstage. Here's part of that conversation now. Weaver here backstage, Trackside Music Festival. Check them out, lankomusic.com. Lanko Music is also the social media handles. We got Brandon Chandler, Jared Tripp, and Eric. Thanks so much for doing this, guys. Really appreciate talking to you. Yeah, how's it going, man? Really good, really good, and it's uh, it's great to see you guys. Brandon and I actually spoke a couple weeks back on the phone, so I kind of want to get the band's thoughts on a lot of the things that we talked about. But right when you and I actually talked, you were just leaving Bonnaroo. Yeah. Yeah, and there's been three weeks since. So how's the ride been in those last three weeks on what I believe you called uh, the Camp Bentley uh, Circus, right? Yeah, it's uh, it's been awesome, man. I mean, it's been hot, not gonna lie, but uh, it's uh, it's been it's been an awesome time. Yeah, we've been out with Dirk Bentley and Bros. Osborne, and it's just man, the shows have been awesome. It's just uh, you know, this summer season, even if if it's hot, it's uh, just good vibes, man. Everyone's kind of ready to go to concerts. Everyone's celebrating. Um, it's fun. We've enjoyed it. But yeah, I, I talked enough about all that. These guys may have more insight. Oh, <laughs> well, I'm interested to see. Yeah, because I heard all this guy talk about this road adventure that you guys are on, which is great because it's all friends and you guys have been doing this for a long time together, right? But obviously things are a little different now that it's not bars anymore it's festivals it's lots of people right like how are you managing that change and, and the vibe that's being thrown at you who wants to talk to me here? i mean it's not too hard to to manage more people singing along to your songs no, at shows right. you know it's yeah, like yeah. if anything it just makes what we do easier we had a you know last year we had greatest love story and and that song caught on and a lot of people related to it so they're all singing along to uh to the song now and now that uh, more people are hearing born to love you are single now um, it's just so great hearing hearing people sing that one just as passionately as they sang Greatest Love Story. What's the biggest difference from going from like a bar to a big stage? Obviously, the notes are the same, but is the delivery different? Do you approach the set differently? Like, how do you translate that? I would say one one interesting thing our our concept and like what we've always dreamed of is and designed our music around is playing to huge crowds. You know, we envision this like anthemic thing with just a, a party of people that believe the same things we do singing along so if anything it's like we've always kind of played that way even in bars and so um now that we're we're getting to play these bigger shows and bigger stages with bigger crowds um we're, we're still delivering the same way but trying to hype it up even more and it's it's just kind of like it's fulfilling because you're starting to see your dream kind of come true for what we wanted to do which is just kind of connect with these huge crowds and this big sing-along thing so does, does it change the music at all when you got a picture larger groups like that like a lot of people tell me sometimes they're writing music and they've written these amazing ballads or these heartfelt songs but they don't translate to the live show did you notice that at all with this record hallelujah nights um you guys have been waiting for so long to put this music out there right is everything on the record uh, working the way you expected it to? Yeah, I think um, I think that because you know we've we this thing started. It didn't start with the record. This thing started with us playing live shows. Like we would just play anywhere in Nashville. I mean, we'd play house shows because even to you know we'd play at bars and stuff. But the easiest thing to do was like invite a bunch of our friends out. And you learn early on, all right? When people come out, it's Friday night. They're ready to have a good time. Um, and so this music was almost developed around like kind of. Like the whole album, it's kind of a picture of those nights that we had uh, back in Nashville. So it's kind of just taking that experience and that thing that we would do back in Nashville, and and taking it around literally the rest of the world. Um, and so you know, and there's always you know there's always aspects of in a show. There's time for intimate moments. There's time for reflection and softer songs. But um, you know, because it, we kind of built this 
off energy in the very beginning. We loved the feeling of like even playing to 20 people at a, at a small bar, and that we loved that. And we're like, man, let's uh, let's hype it up. Let's take this this same energy and take it around the world. I feel that the music also reflects a lot of your influences. I know when you and I were talking, you specifically said, uh, when I mentioned that the first three singles all were very different, right? Like, Greatest Love Story is hugely different than the one we're playing right now, Born to Love You. And you mentioned it was kind of the, the, um, the outcome of five millennials. Uh, who have grown up with multiple genres, right? And I love that, because, like, think about Florida Georgia Line. Like, you see them in a show, and they're playing Garth Brooks, but they're also playing Backstreet Boys, right? And that, now they're, they're working with Backstreet Boys. Now they're doing the BB Rex. I, myself, come from, like, a punk hip-hop background and the country thing, too. So, I mean, uh, how, you obviously feel these influences bleeding in, and I, I love how in country music nowadays it, they're allowed to bleed into, right? Yeah. yeah, I think that, you know, I think that it's the dream as an artist... When you create the worst, like the biggest thing that can kill vibe is restrictions, being like, oh, we can't do that. And um, the more, you know, the, the greatest art, I think, is even, you know, I was just watching a thing for, this is really random, but Freddie Mercury, like, has this biopic coming out, you know, about Queen. And even you look back then, like, there's this scene where they're like, all right, what do we do now? He's like, oh, this is the operatic section. You know, it's the Mamba Mia, Mamba Mia, and it's like Bohemian Rhapsody. And it's like, man that was crazy talk about creating with no walls but it worked and i think that's the best kind of art and i think that as long as it's a reflection of you and where you come from at the end of the day we are from the united states we're from tennessee kentucky and georgia like what we know and what we can talk about is is our growing up and our life experiences which is these small towns kind of out in the country but when you can voice it however you want however you feel that day you know it may not always go over sometimes it's awesome sometimes it don't we've done it a lot and honestly it doesn't work it's like all right that's too that's too sporadic that just doesn't make sense but it's just the fun of finding that you know finding that creativity and so um it's an adventure man i just think that as an artist it's it's fun to not really have restrictions as long as you know you know what your roots are and know what your your foundation is is it tough or easy to find your niche in today's country music world? I've used this analogy before, but like you go to different cities, as you guys do, and there's like six rock stations, classic rock, new rock, AAA, all these kind of things, but there's only one country station, right? And we all got to play under the same umbrella. Does that make it easier on you or harder? Man, I don't know. It depends on... That's why it's almost... I don't know if you when you're creating, you can't create with that in your mind because it's like if you're like, well, there's four songs on the radio that sound like this. There's two songs that sound like this. There's seven songs that sound like this. If you are if you have to like pick one of those sounds, that's kind of a deflating vibe creatively. It I makes think. music scientific the way you sound. Yeah, like exactly. Yeah. It's like it's, it's make, now you're like doing analytics and making a formula. So I don't know, man. I mean, I think that at the end of the day, it's making music that you're passionate about and that is honest to you and just hoping that translates you know and if it you know i think that even when greatest love story came out honestly people were nervous to put that out because that didn't sound like anything on the radio it has it doesn't have these huge drums doesn't have this rock and electric guitar it's stripped back it, the the lead part is a acoustic guitar i mean it was just risky and then it ends up being you know a multi-week number one in the states and it, it did well in canada as well and you know i know it went platinum and it's like that just kind of shows that when we made that song it was four or five years ago we were in a living room and we were just drinking some beers and just started going and it translated and I think it was honest and so it's I don't know it's yeah you just you just go for it man and hope it works as always my conversations can be found online at country104.com or on the Omni 
website page. The Country 104 Weekly Roundup. Here's a bit of our conversation with Tim Hicks, who popped by the rig like many of you this past weekend at Trackside. Uh, there is so much going on with you yes. right now. Uh, here at Trackside today, let's talk about the set first. Yes. What are fans looking forward to? Because there's a lot of people on the way down the venue now. People are holding back a little bit today. They were all okay. in full force early yesterday. Well, they're hungover. The man, yeah. yeah. So people are holding back. So they're listening on the way in. What are they What are they getting from Yeah, well, I mean, we're going to play the myriad of, myriad of hits, and uh, plus some new stuff. Oh. So, yeah, so we're, we're pumped about that. People ask me all the time, like, what's your favorite song to play? And I always say, whatever's newest. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard you say that. It's before. true, though. It is true. It's Because uh, it's fresh, right? And it's, it's exciting for us. And, uh, it's you know, you're always chasing this feeling of, you know, when you clench your cheeks together and go. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, here we go. We're going to play loud for the first time today in front of a crowd. You know what I just decided you know? having this conversation with you? It's um, weird we're talking about butt cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> That's another conversation okay. for another time. Was, I, I just decided that there's Tim-isms. There's Tim-isms. Probably, probably, Rocket yeah. sauce. Rocket sauce. Uh, get a helmet. Get a helmet, a yeah. A Def Leppard with a banjo. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever I, whatever's the newest is yeah. your favorite song. Timisms. Yeah. So wait, I and, and my I wife would agree with you. She's like, oh god, he said it again. He said it again. So I just jumped over something. Did you just tell me you're playing loud for the first time live? Yeah, time? man. Are you today's the day. That song's been out for a while though. Yeah, but we haven't had any uh, any shows. Wow. So today's the day. We had uh, great rehearsals all week. And I uh, can't wait to bust out some new material on these fine folks. So let's talk about the new record. New uh -huh. tattoo, man. Yeah, man. It sounds really good from what I've heard, but you don't care what I think about it. You care what the fan response is. Well, I, mean, I care what everybody thinks about it, really. I mean, uh, it's it's been nothing but positivity. Good. So, good. Which is really great, man, because, you know, you spend all that time writing the songs and cutting them, and then you just don't know, like, you know, is it, are, am I still relevant? Are people going to like it? Are they still going to come to the shows? And, and so far, so good. I mean, it debuted at number one on iTunes the other day, so that was really cool. I've never had that. You know, I've never had that. I didn't catch that in my research. That's yeah, awesome. Man. Congratulations. So to, for that to happen was a big deal. And to wake up and, you know, because we were doing press all day that day. And to see that happen was like, oh, wow. People are interested. And, and uh, it's been all positive on the socials. So the new record's out. Mm. You, your babies have been released to the world. Yes. So where are we going now? Yeah, well, uh, we're going to do some shows in the summertime, and then, you know, what's going to happen in the fall? We're going to hit the road. Yep. Yeah. Yep, you are. Watch for, uh, watch for a big announcement coming soon. Is that soon. all you can give me on that? Oh, I can give you. Oh, man, you're like we'll Dean Brody. We'll you're be like Brody yesterday. He's like, I got the biggest tour you've ever seen coming. And that's, and that's all I'm going to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you are incredible. We love Thanks, having you here. The, fans, the, the fan response to these festivals is great. As an artist, like yeah. I know me walking around, every five seconds, it's like, wait, 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 we're slapping fives and we're doing yeah. stuff. How's it feel on your side? It's amazing. And you know, I was saying to my team on the way down here, because this is the first day, really, that I get to be Tim Hicks, the artist, again, this for this summer, you know, summer 18. Yeah. So... You know, I'm just excited that people are excited, and, and uh, there seems to be a good vibe around here. So if you haven't got your tickets, get them and come down. It's going to be great. He's, he's, he's doing my job for mm -hmm. me now. Tim Hicks, man, get that new record. It's new tattoo. It's so good to see you. Good, good to see you, too, man. See, man. It's been at least a week. It's been a week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in London far too often. People always, people always say to me, like, hey, like, uh, you know, how much research did you put in for a Tim Hicks review? And I go, none. I, just, I listen to the last one, then I ask him follow-ups on what we're right, talking exactly. about time, right? Yeah, because it was, you know, about seven days apart. I <laughs> I love that, though. I love you guys. Thank you. No, no. Thank you for everything. I remember when you first came by for that listening party for the, for the new record, the new tattoo. I remember that day because I came in and I forgot you were coming. Okay. So I showed up in like really dirty shorts and a bad t-shirt. Dude. And like, I'm radio. I was legit hungover and I walk in and Brad's like, hurry up. We got the listening thing. I went, yeah, oh, yeah. crap, eh? So yes. I'm sitting there with you and it's like, Tim wants to know what I think about my music. And I'm like, oh, I still want to eat an breakfast. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, that's great, dude. It's, uh, and, and all good. All good. No, it fell in, though. Here's the thing, though. It falls into my listening thing because people always say Weaver what's your review on a record and I say I only review a record when I've listened to it happy sad 
and drunk. Fair and enough. you covered the first one right off the bat. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. All right, time now for our final conversation from Trackside Music Festival. As you know, Dean Brody did an amazing job opening for Dirks Bentley the opening night at Western Fair in downtown London. Uh, I got the chance to talk to Dean backstage about a few things. Here's part of that conversation now. How are you, man? I'm good. Good. Yeah, good. Yeah, Thanks no, for taking the time. Yeah, you've been gone for a while now, haven't you? Since September, yeah. Tell us about the places you've been exploring since September. Oh, man, we went to Australia, which was super cool. Yeah, I've you were down to... there, and you and I laughed last time about uh, the clothes you were wearing because you felt you were ambushed for a photo or something like that. Am I right on that? Yeah, they surprised me with a CMA yeah. award, and well, so yeah, that was I, was like, I was like this, but worse. <laughs> this backstage. Are you telling me this is not stage attire right now? No. I mean, I probably could get away with it tonight. I think everybody would forgive me if I wore this tonight because it's so hot. But Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, Australia was awesome, and then, yeah, Nashville and just some travel around Canada and stuff, but we're writing right now and recording for the next record. There's so much to unwrap in what you just talked about. Let's go to Australia for a moment. Describe Australian heat compared to what we're experiencing today. It wasn't bad. Like, this is hotter for sure because I think, yeah, when we were in Australia, it was summer there, but it was the Gold Coast, so I think for some reason it wasn't as hot as it can be. Obviously, Australia can get hotter than anywhere like that I've been. But yeah, this is hotter today for sure. Now, you've it. you've given me my, my biggest worry and, and biggest laugh of the past week, and I'll tell you why. When the guitar went missing and then it was found and you did that Instagram story where like it was like a long-lost love or something yeah. like that, it was fantastic. Man. So let, let's get the story here. What happened with the guitar? Because that's scary stuff right there as a musician. Yeah, like we, we count on our, our instruments to do our job. Absolutely. And luckily, I was just traveling to see some family, so I didn't need it. But it got lost twice in two days. One, and one was, I couldn't even blame a, an airline because one was WestJet and the next one was Air Canada so yeah unfortunately today I got I have my guitar yeah and you made a cool Instagram video like it had been long lost and it was found which is nice because in generalities uh, I see all the time on social media where guitars are destroyed or instruments are lost and as a musician that affects you a lot because comfort is key when you get to a new city and you've got to play am I right on that? yeah, yeah. I mean I'm lucky now because Shane a lot of times backs me up with acoustic guitar so yeah. it's Shane that kind of has to sweat it with his guitar for me I play maybe four or five songs in the show so if, I, if my guitar doesn't show up we can just find a banger guitar and, and I can just swing it around on stage and stuff but but yeah it's like our it's, it's our tools right it's yeah. like we got a job and if it doesn't show up and I think the frustrating thing is there was no layover was, these are direct flights where I was like two hours early for my flight <laughs> so it's like what how is this possible yeah, we're going from one spot to the next yeah. and we've lost this thing and so when you write music then do you write it to be interchangeable like that you just said Shane takes over if, if you're having an instrument problem or something like that is it is it interchangeable like that in in is it easy to do that? Uh, for them, it is. They, yeah. Or they make it look easy. For me, it wouldn't be. I just I just keep singing, and that's all I really have to be responsible for. But yeah, the guys are amazing. Like Sometimes I'll drop a beat, or I'll add a beat, or whatever, and like they'll just fall in line with me. And sometimes they'll have to tell me backstage, yeah. that, hey, man, you, you did this. And <laughs> I'm like, you get, they're so good at like fixing a mistake that yeah. you wouldn't even know that happened. No, absolutely. I see a lot of bands, and you guys are, are spot on all the time, and obviously you're, you're well-trained. Have you found out, has the band figured out how to get the mariachis from the new single? Yeah, into, into you the know, yeah, because we can't, like, uh, haul around a horn section. So <laughs> yeah, I figured as much, right? So Scott's got, like, a pretty cool sound on his keyboard that he uses, which they kind of sound like horns, so it'll do. And I think maybe Bud Stage will actually get some horns out to play okay, that yeah. part. But, yeah, otherwise we'd have to bring another three guys on the road, which would be... Uh, you know, it'd just be a little too much, I think. Now, the last time you and I actually spoke was on the phone when you were just releasing Good Goodbye, one of two singles that you put out at the same time with Dosa Country. How has that response been? Like, did, did it do what you wanted it to when you yeah. released those singles? Yeah. Yeah, and it's always, like you say, you always kind of 
you'll wonder how it's going to do. And it's, yeah. it's been great. Like, it's jumping faster than we expected. So Good. Yeah, but as a songwriter, especially because I'm really hard on myself, I'm always wondering, like, how's it going to do? I noticed okay? that with you. I get yeah. that vibe, though, right? Yeah. But I feel like, yeah, I just saw a smile. People can't see you, but a smile crossed your face, which means it did what you wanted it to? Yeah, and a lot of times, like, Bring Down the House was an example. Mm-hmm. We didn't know how it was going to do. And, and because I write a lot of these songs alone, yeah. I, I don't really... I don't know if yeah. I, like, I don't trust myself. So, I remember so. all the way back at Boots and Hearts when you first told me we were talking about Bring Down the House and how it was a little different how it did that thing and then you were talking about the next record and how you were going to put in what turned out to be Beautiful Freak Show and you were all excited about that at the time because you were going to experiment a little more. Mm-hmm. I find Experimental Dean goes really well with, with Canadian audiences. Am I wrong on that? Yeah, no, it's been really good for yeah. us and I don't normally like to take it, like play it safe and neither yeah. does my management team yeah. or my record label so... We're happy to try things as long as my fans are okay with it. If if I feel that we've kind of gone departed too far, which we may have with Beautiful Freak Show, um, I would disagree. But still, yeah, I know it's been. It was like that in time were the top yeah. were the top selling uh, singles from that record. So awesome. You just don't know. It, I mean, my fans have been really good to me because they just kind of they accept me for who I am and whatever music I put out. They seem to just resonate with it. So I'm very appreciative of them. How do you approach that? So when when the single does well. And you've added these new elements. Does that just give you carte blanche to put whatever the heck you want in those things? Or how does that work? Um, I think as long as my lyric stays true to where I'm from and yeah. what I know, I think I'm okay. Like, mm. even the most pop-sounding song that we do, I'm, always, I'm talking about barns or the country yeah, okay. or, or hay. Point. You know, point. Beautiful Freak Show, it's like talking about like a farm kid from Arizona. Yeah. And so... Yeah, I think my lyrics always stayed true to that. Sometimes we we go off the rails a little bit trying different things because I love experimenting with music. Dallas Smith this past week was brought out on stage by Florida Georgia Line at Dauphin Country Fest. Uh, Fans obviously went wild. The video audio is not very good, but I'm just going to give you a little taste of that right now from Dallas Smith's Instagram. goes out and would you have expected Dallas Smith to be the guy singing Morgan Wallen's Up Down? I don't know. I just thought it was a cool moment. If anybody's got better video they want to send my way, please do. Each and every week, I'm a big old screw up around here. Producer Eric, let's get to this week's bloopers. All right, Clumma back. Clumma, ah. What's with the clumming up today? You know what I couldn't say the other day? Back plaque. Ah. (laughs) For some reason, I couldn't say backpack. Like I can say snack pack, but I can't say backpack. If there are no bloopers this week, just turn on the logger and listen to my show. The Country 104 Weekly Roundup. Find all things country at country104.com.